Wow. Oh, 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 okay. Something is happening supernatural in this room. Hallelujah, because in this room, nobody greater. Nobody greater. Nobody greater than you. Put your hand on somebody and tell them, say, you serve the greatest power. And because God is the greatest power, you shall never be defeated. Tell them victory for the rest of your life. Victory, 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 victory for the rest of your life. Victory, victory for the rest of your life. Victory for the rest of your life. Hallelujah. I just feel there's a shout in here that needs to get out. among us. Oh, let the glory of the Lord rise among us. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Listen, I am going to preach six months and 40 minutes. So you got to go fast with me this morning. Would you be seated real quick? And grab your Bibles. I am so humbled and honored. I call this home for me. So whether you've adopted me, I've adopted you. And I'm so happy to be here with my apostle. My life would not be nowhere near where it is without this great man leading us. Can we thank God for him? And to your beautiful wife. The whole family, your kids, all of the men and women of God, this precious couple that I just met from Israel, I'm just so humbled to be here. And I want to say something. Go to Matthew chapter number 16. I, um, you know, he called me or texted me and said, you know, let me know. Um, You need to come minister for us. And, you know, I was like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to call him. I'm not going to text him. I'll just show up at the conferences. And, and, um, and he was like, no, you need to come minister for us on Sunday. Let me know. I was like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> and then I saw him with Cindy Jacobs, and he started talking about the glory and how God is trying to release the glory through the church and the Spirit of the Lord was like, you might ought to make that call. And what I have to say to you today is something that has been said, but maybe not in a way I'm going to say it or in a new, fresh way you've heard it. Matthew chapter number 16. You are literally about to be turned into another person. We're walking out of here different. Matthew 16, verse number 13. It says, when Jesus came and all those watching, just follow us with it. I can feel the anointing. I can feel the presence. It says, now when Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples saying, who do men say that I, the son of man, am? So they said, some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. And he said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, and here it is, here it is. You are the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus answered, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus answered and said to him, blessed are you, Simon, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. But my Father who is in heaven, and I say also to you that you are Peter and on this rock. Somebody shout this rock. 
upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Did you hear what the word said? And that's in red. It said, up on this rock, I'm going to build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Now flip over to Colossians chapter number one. Who do men say that I am? Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Colossians chapter number one, verse number 26 When you found it, say, I found it, or if they've got it up on the screens, Colossians 1.26. Got it. The mystery which has been hidden from ages and from generations, but now has been revealed to his saints. To them, meaning the saints, God will to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Ooh-wee. The mystery is Christ in you. The hope of glory. Just look at somebody and tell them, say, release the glory. Release. Release it. Release it. Release it. Release it. Release it. It's in there, but today it's coming out. It's coming out. Release it. Release it. It's been dammed up in there, but today the dam is breaking. It's been hidden in an earthen vessel, but we're going to crack the shell this morning. And it's coming out. Now, in order for you to get this, and I'm going to go real fast. That's the advantage of once being a pastor. You know, I've shifted into another, another phase of ministry. And actually, Chuck, I'm going to ask you to, at the end of this, to, to, to pray for Janet and I. And I want you to know I'm armed today because I got my mother-in-law with me. So it's another level today. That's, that's my prayer partner right there. And um, I'm going to have you pray with us and, and, and release us in a new way. And as I've been going, the Lord put me on assignment. He's saying this next season, I want you to preach some variation of this word because two things need to be known. People need to know who I am. And then they need to know who they are in me. And those two revelations have to clash until we can move into the fullness so the so the mystery the mystery the mystery jesus comes to his disciples and he says who do men say that i am now this is a strange question because notice none of them said well surely you're mary's son you're joseph's son this is a strange question and the reason he asked this question is because who he was was actually hidden in a mystery it was unveiled to the natural eyes and so he's getting ready now to unveil the revelation of the mystery of who he was and so he's coming to the crescendo of why he came to planet earth and he's coming to the end after they followed him for three and a half years. And he turns around and he says, all of this time, who have people been saying that I am? And they said, the rumors are wild out there. Because you're hard to explain. So people have been coming up with all kinds of things. They're coming up with John the Baptist again from the dead. They're coming up with, with, with Elijah, with Jeremiah. One of the pro In other words, they don't know. They have no clue. 
Now notice the rumors were floating around out there that even though he was from Nazareth, even though he was raised in the house of Mary and Joseph, there is something about him that they know is just next level. They, they can't figure it out to the degree that Nicodemus had to get up out the bed in his pajamas and come tipping through the secret in the night and said, what is it about you? You got me up at night. I know you are a teacher come from God. Nobody can do what you do except God be with him. We're Pharisees. We cannot endorse your ministry, but I have to say privately that there is some mystery about you. Jesus takes him deeper and says, unless a man be born again, <laughs> he can't even see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus is like, what are you talking about? being born again then he says unless you're born of water and spirit you cannot enter in other words Jesus says I'm in a dimension you can't get to <laughs> he's saying that I'm in a place you can't get I'm in a realm you can't get to yet and the reason you haven't been able to figure me out it's because I'm in a realm that you don't have the capacity to perceive or receive yet and so there was all these mysteries about him, all of these rumors. And then he turns to his disciples and says, you've been following me. Who do you say that I am? And the disciples start backing up and shaking their heads saying, don't, don't ask me because uh, I, I don't know either. We, we all don't know. Notice none of them said, you're Jesus, you're Mary's son, you're, you're Joseph's, we know your family. None of them said that. Why? Because he was something different. He was something other than anybody had ever seen. And with revelation. From heaven, God pulled back the curtains and gave Peter a, a download of a revelation that nobody had even known because all of them had seen what he did, but nobody knew who he was. All of them had heard him teach, but they did not know his true identity. And with one revelation from heaven, the father whispered in Peter's ear and said, let me tell y'all what y'all been looking at all this time and did not discern it. Thou art the Christ, the anointed one. Watch this, the son of the living God. They say that's why it has never made sense to us to be able to identify who you are because what you are is you are a son of God as a man we never seen one of them and Jesus says that's what I came to show you I came to show you what an offspring of God looks like in flesh <laughs> and nobody had ever known that God could have a son nobody had ever seen what a son of God looked like in an earthen vessel nobody had ever experienced it and when Peter got the revelation thou art the anointed one the son of the living God that's why we couldn't understand you we knew you were a man we just didn't know what manner of man you were when you did all of these things you kept us scratching our heads we know he's human he goes to sleep he goes to bed he eats fish but 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 there's something about him that's supernatural there's a dimension and Peter said I got it you're not just Mary's boy you're not just Joseph's boy you are the son of the living God in other words you are what God looks like in a man you are what God looks like in an earthen vessel and Jesus looked back at him and says and I say to you flesh and blood didn't reveal that to you 
my father had to give you a revelation of who I am and this is not my sermon but I might as well parenthetically insert this you can have preachers preach it you can have prophets prophesied you can have teachers teach it you can have it in songs but until you get a revelation until it dawns on you a real revelation of God that exposes who Jesus is you'll never see it it'll just be a religious thing where you're reading pages of history but when you get the revelation wait a minute this is the son of a living God as a man Jesus looks at him, following now because we're laying foundation. Jesus looks at him and says, flesh and blood didn't reveal that to you, but my father had to tell you who I was. And I say to you that you are Peter and upon this rock, uh uh-oh, I will build my church what rock up on this revelation which means the church ain't a religious organization the church is going to be people who are born out of a revelation oh god what revelation is this that i am the son of the living god which means the same thing the father revealed to you i am here to reveal it to you Uh oh you missed what i said which means the revelation that you just got from the father is the revelation that i just came to bring to you that when this is over I just won't be the son of the living God as a man before this is over I'm going to turn all of you into sons of the living God as men and wait a minute Chad wait and it is upon that rock I will build my church which means the church is going to be these people that are going to be born as sons of the living God in earthen vessels in the earth realm. They are people that are going to get a revelation that we ain't Baptists, we ain't Methodists, we ain't Presbyterian, we ain't Catholic, we ain't Kojic, we ain't Church of God, we all are, no, 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 we ain't none of that. What are we? We are sons of the living God. We're not just our mother's children, we're not just our father's children, but we are sons and daughters of the living God. And Jesus says, I came to show you what you look like. Which means Jesus, listen to this, didn't just come to preach a message to us. He was the message. Jesus says, I don't need a sermon to come out of my mouth. I am the sermon. And if you don't get that revelation, there'll be a whole lot of talking about him. But there won't be no being like him. He didn't come to be talked about. He came to be experienced. And he says, and he says, I am the message. Okay, you don't believe me, so let me prove it. The Bible says in John chapter number one, in the beginning was the word. The logos, the logos. And the word was with God. And the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. And there was nothing made that was made. In him was life. That's the Greek word zoe. 
It doesn't mean that life is human beings have life that we inhale and exhale. No, this is the Greek word zoe, which means it's the God kind of life. This is not the life or breath that flows in and out of your lungs. This is the life that comes in and out of your spirit. In him was life, spiritual, zoe, God kind of unstoppable life. And the Bible says, and the life was the light of men. Woo, Jesus. Which means what Jesus came to show us was the life what is the life the life of a son of the living god in the earth as a man he came to show us another level of living he came to reveal to us a higher dimension of reality and he walked around and the Bible says we saw the light and the light shined in darkness and the darkness couldn't put it out. Woo! Would you say this after me? Say, I got some in me that darkness can't put out. It can't put out. It can't put out. It can't put out. It can't put it out. It can't put it out. That's why the enemy has tried to throw everything at you and you keep popping up with joy. That's why the enemy tries to do everything to stop you, but you're still standing. That's why the enemy tried to shut it down and stop it. But every time he does it, God replaces you with seven times more than you had before because you've got unstoppable life. Somebody shout, I'm unstoppable. So the Bible says, and then we crescendo down to John 1:14, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld the glory. Somebody say glory. Matter of fact, give me three glories. Yeah, we beheld the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. In other words, the Bible says Jesus was the son of the living God as a man and he came in the earth as a man, as a son, so that we could behold the glory. As of what somebody looks like in the earth as a son of the living God. Which means the glory that we beheld was that of a son of a living God in the earth as a man. I'm going to back that up, rewind it and say it again. Because it's crucial, we beheld the glory as of one begotten of God as a man in the earth. And the word became flesh. The, the, the glory put on clothes. <laughs> Ow! Yeah, 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 the, glo the glory put on clothes the glory because see in the old covenant the, the the glory was mystical because God couldn't put his glory in man he could only put it on man and he could only manifest it in dimensions that fallen man could enter into so when he showed up in the old covenant he came in clouds yeah didn't he didn't he didn't he come in clouds he came in smoke he came in fire. In the temple, he smoked it up so bad the priests couldn't stand the minister. They couldn't see where to go next. They, could, they, they didn't know anything because the glory showed up, the kabod, the weight of God. And God says, I'm going to take the smoke, I'm going to take the fire, I'm going to take the wind, I'm going to take the flames, I'm going to take all that and wrap it up in a person. Y'all don't know what I'm saying. 
then he sent him into the earth and said show him the glory and when you're looking at Jesus you're looking at the glory with clothes on <laughs> and he's walking around in the earth showing us the glory everybody say glory come on I'm almost done I told you I'm preaching fast this morning Glory, 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 it's, the, it's, it's a strange word because it is the, it is the Hebrew word kabod, which means weight or heaviness or, 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 or it's the value of worth ascribed to something. Glory, the manifestations of who he is in his essence. In other words, glory is what happens when God goes public. Look at somebody and tell them I'm about to go public on you. I'm about to go public on you. I've been hiding in secret, but I'm about to come out in the open. I'm about to go public. So, 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 so glory. Glory is when who he is manifests where you can see it. And so Jesus when he, thank you. Out of the mouth of babes. See, they ain't old enough to doubt it. They say, I hear you. It's dancing in my spirit. And we going to be just like that. If he said it's mine, amen. If he says I'm anointed, amen. If he says I'm healed, amen. If he says I'm glorious, amen. I ain't tired of fighting it. No more religion. No more games. Amen to the glory of God. Man is some wild up in here. And we beheld the glory as of the only begotten. We got to see what the glory looked like as a man. We'd never seen glory in a man like that. Now the word glory, getting back to that, that's the Hebrew, that's kabod. But then when we get over into the Greek, they introduce a word called doxa. Everybody say doxa. D-O-X-A. And it means a lot of things that kabod does. It means, it means majesty, magnificence, splendor. It means excellence. It, it, it means a high exalted thing or something in its exalted state. When we say glory, we're talking about something in its exalted state. That's why we glorify God in the morning and in the evening and in the noonday. Why? Because he's always in his exalted state. So we ascribe glory to him. But then there is these words tied to doxa, which means, it means opinion. Hmm. It means judgment. It means view of something. And when I read that, at first I was like, Lord, what, what, how does that fit in with the, the glory, the kabod, the, the magnificence, the splendor, the, the excellence, the majesty? How, 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 does that, how does that fit in with your manifest presence and, and all of the, how, how, what is opinion and glory and all of that have to do with when the Bible says, and we beheld the glory as of the only begotten of the Father. And then the Spirit of the Lord revealed to me that when you are looking at Jesus, you are looking at my opinion of you. <laughs> no, 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 no. You have an opinion of yourself. Look at somebody say, you got to get rid of that. You got to get rid of that. Because God has a whole nother opinion of you. In other words, if you ever want to know what God thinks toward man, look at Jesus. Because Jesus is the judgment of God concerning you. Put your hand on your head. I see you're struggling a little bit. Come on. Say, I'm going to get this. See, uh, see, when we say judgment, when we say judgment, we think wrong, or we think bad, or we think evil. But there is good judgment. 
which means I've looked over all of the facts and I've come to a conclusion. And this is my conclusion. That's judgment. Which means when God looked at us, the Bible says that God so loved us that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God sent Jesus because God made a judgment about you before the foundation of the world. Did you hear what I said? I said God had already come to a conclusion about you and I before the foundation of the world. And he only sent Jesus to restore back to us the original plan God had for us before we lost it. So when I look at Jesus, I'm looking at God's original opinion. God I'm looking at I'm looking at the conclusion of God's matter concerning me he says if you ever want to know what I think about you look at Jesus if you ever want to know what my plans are for you look at Jesus if you ever want to know how much honor I placed on your life look at Jesus Good God. If you ever want to know how much majesty you ought to be walking in, look at Jesus. If you want to know how much authority you really have, look at Jesus. If you want to know how, how much demons tremble at your presence, look at Look at your neighbor and tell him, say, quit looking at yourself. Wait a minute, Chad. They didn't hear me. I say, look at your neighbor and tell him, say, quit looking at yourself and look at Jesus because he's the real portrait of who you are. I'm almost done. I'm almost there. I'm almost there. I'm almost where I'm trying to get to. And so we beheld the cloak. This is the glory of what someone looks like in the earth that's the offspring of God. And God says, I want you to behold him because he's the glory of man in the earth as children of God. Psalms 8, it's amazing scripture. When I consider the heavens, the work of your finger, the sun, the moon, which you've ordained, what is man <laughs> that you are mindful of? Him? The psalmist says, when, when, when I consider the heavens, the work of your fingers, the sun, what, what is man? That you are mindful of him. Who is he that you, that you made him a little lower than yourself? Who is he? Who is he that you crowned him with glory and honor? What is man that you placed all things under his feet? Which means everything on earth is looking at us saying what in the world is man which means everything that God created knows the true value of who we are except us That when Jesus walked the earth, he says, let me show you the extent of this glory 
of a son on the earth. He says, watch this, watch this. Watch the extent of my glory. If you want to go fishing, just take me with you. And when I get on the boat, all the fish come around the boat. Because he says, the reason y'all can't catch nothing is because y'all fishing with nets. Jesus said, I fish with dominion. Yeah, you, you didn't hear the words that were coming out of my mouth. He says, no, 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 no. I don't, I don't have to have a net. When I show up my glory. grabs the attention of everything created and it comes to serve me because he put it all under my feet he says I'm going to show y'all the extent of this glory that this glory and this authority is so amazing that I don't just talk to people he says since y'all woke me up I'm going to show you that you can talk to the wind and the wind will obey you. I see somebody struggling. Come on, put your hand on your head. Put your hand on your head. Say, not today, not today, not today, not today. I'm going for it today. I'm going for it. This kind of glory and authority and majesty shows up and demons just at his presence this kind of glory has so much peace that in the middle of a storm it just goes to bed <laughs> oh, this, this 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 type of doxa this this glory that this man it's manifesting in the earth. It's mind-boggling. It's head-scratching. And yet Jesus says, watch this because here's the crescendo. He says, this ain't even for me. I'm going to change your life forever. Go to John 17. Go to John 17 because this is where I came to get to somebody say I'm about to release some on you I'm about to release some you might ought to scoot over some glory about to come out some glory about to come out you might ought to give me some room this is where you and I have got to get to today. I believe with all of my heart, this is the crescendo of why God called the apostle to the earth in this generation to rally the church globally. Your name ain't glory of Zion. That's who you are. y'all didn't hear what I said but can I find 10 of the leaders in here that says I know that's right I know that's we right. didn't just come to be called glory of Zion we came to manifest the glory yes. of Zion it is our identity it is who we are and we're going to take it to the nations of the world Be seated. Let me finish. Be seated. Hallelujah. John 17. Are you there? Can you put that up on the screen so everyone can see it for me? John 17. Look at verse number three. No, I, I, let's start with verse number one. John 17, verse number one, and we're going to read to verse number, number five. Jesus spoke these words lifted up his eyes to heaven and said father the hour has come 
glorify your son that your son also may glorify you as you have given him authority over all flesh that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him and this is eternal life that they may know you the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent everybody say he sent him which means Jesus was on a mission he was on a rescue mission he was on a redemptive mission he was sent for a purpose and the Bible declares to you here is that purpose verse number four I have glorified you on the earth and I have finished the work which you have given me to do and now oh father glorify me together with yourself with the glory which I had with you before the world was uh oh we've got to be talking about two types of glory here because if he's coming to the end of his mission in the earth realm he says the hour has come glorify your son and then he says because look at the verse again he says glorify me together with yourself with the glory that I had with you before the world was that word with means alongside which means Jesus says there was a glory I had alongside of you that I had to leave and now that I'm coming to the end I'm ready to get my place back and I'm ready to get the glory that I had with you before the world was and so I asked the Lord if you're asking the father back with the glory that you had alongside of him that you had before the world was then what glory did you have when you were in the earth and then Philippians 2 I saw it I saw it I saw it last verse Philippians 2 come on turn over there if you can take it matter of fact enter at your own risk go to Philippians chapter number 2 were they able to get that to me in the Amplified Bible were they able to get that to me in the Amplified Bible? Okay, put this. I'm going to read it with you, okay? I'm going to step aside so we can read it together. It says, let this same attitude and purpose and humble mind be in you which was in Christ Jesus. Let him be your example of humility. We're going all the way down to verse 10. Who, although being essentially one with God, and in the form of God possessing the fullness of the attributes which make God God did not think this equality with God was a thing to be eagerly grasped or retained look at this verse but stripped himself uh oh somebody say stripped himself of all privileges and rightful dignity so as to assume the guise of a servant a slave in that he became like men and was born a human being look at the next verse and after he had appeared in human form he abased and humbled himself still further and carried his obedience to the extreme of death even the death of the cross and look at this verse. I love the way the Amplified said this. Next verse. It's coming. Verse 9. Verse 9. That's all right. We'll wait. I'm a pastor. I know I used to be a pastor. I know what it's like to have people back there working. So we'll, we'll wait on you. It's coming. The Holy Spirit ain't nervous. It's coming. And if you can't just wave at me because I'll read it to you. Look at, look at, li listen to what it said in verse number nine. 
it said, and because he stooped so low. Everybody say he stooped low. God has highly exalted him and given him a name above every name. I'm done now. Your Bible declares that Jesus is coming to the end of it. And he says, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your servant. I finished the work you sent me to do. Now, oh, Father, glorify me together with yourself, with the glory which I had with you before the world was. Why is he praying that prayer? It's because Jesus left his most exalted state. Laid down all the privileges of being God. And came so low that the creator had to become what he created. Only to come into the earth realm to show you what you've been missing. In other words, he left his godness, humbled himself and came down into the earth as a man to show us the glory of a man. Not the glory of God. He left that. He came into the earth to show us the glory of a man in the image of God. So everything you see Jesus doing in the earth, he's doing that with your glory. That's why the Bible said, and the word became flesh, and we beheld the glory as of the only begotten of the Father. He says, I want to show y'all what it looks like to have the image of God in the earth as a man. And he walked around in the earth to show you your glory. And may the paradigm shift happen today. Where we quit reading Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and John like that was just Jesus. No, baby, you read Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and John like that's you. That's your dimension. That's your authority. That's your dominion. He came down to show you that. Which means everything you see him working with is what you and I are working with. It shows us the extent of who we are. Look at your neighbor and says, do you know who you are? That's why now we full circle. He says, upon this rock, I will build my church. The church ain't no religion. It ain't no organization. The church are the sons of the living God. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against us because he showed us that demons tremble. So this is, this is the last revelation and then we're going to impart this thing. So now that you understand that, you understand that he came into the earth realm now not to show us who he was but rather to show us who we were he says because what I'm about to return you into ain't a religion I'm about to walk you back into sonship with the Father. Which means, he says, the moment I come out that grave, your whole identity has got to shift. Because when I come out of that grave, something is going to come alive in you. And you have spent your last day just being a Johnson or a Jackson or a Petrie. He say from that moment when you're born again, you are now sons of the living God. That's why the mystery that was hidden from all ages. Had the princes of this world known, they would not have crucified him. Because God 
sold a son not to reap no church folk. He sold a son so that he can reap sons and daughters of the living God. Where are you at in the house? So the whole mystery remains standing because you're going to have to shout this in yourself. So the whole mystery was that Jesus humbled himself, came into the earth realm as a man to show us what a son of God looks like as a man. And then he had to become a man so he could become obedient to death. He goes into the grave. And Satan says, it's over now. It's done. <laughs> and for three days and three nights, it looked like the image of God was lost forever. That Satan got the first Adam to sin. And then the last Adam died having been made sin. He thought that he would forever be locked in the underworld. But let me fast forward after three days and three nights. Something came down into the underworld. The very glory and majesty and power of God resurrected Jesus from the dead good Lord I wish I had time and when Jesus came out that grave he says Satan when I went in there I went in as the only one but what you didn't know is that you gave me the ability now having paid the price for what Adam did when I'm coming up out of here I ain't coming out alone I'm coming out as the captain of salvation which means now you're about to see what it was like to deal with one of me now you're about to see what it's like to deal with a whole generation you're about to see what it's like to deal with one after another after another after another and so the whole mystery wasn't just about how God became a man in Christ in the earth. The whole mystery was how God was going to get himself back in you. Look at somebody say, the tables have turned, the tables have turned. The tables have turned, the tables have turned. What does that mean? That means that in the new covenant, when Jesus walked the earth, we were all looking at him, looking at him, looking at him, saying, look at the glory, look at the authority, look at that dominion, look at that power. What manner of man is that? What kind of authority is that? What man speaks to winds and waves? What man wipes out blindness? What man walks on water? Look at that glory, look at that glory, look at that rock. It was man looking at Christ. But after the resurrection, it's Christ in you. That's the hope of glory. And Jesus wants to look at you. And the Father wants to look at you and say, watch my son, watch my son, watch my son, watch my son. Watch them speak and watch it come to pass. Watch them cast out devils. Watch them walk on water. Watch them take authority. Watch them, which means if the glory is coming out, it's coming out of you. It's coming out of you. And it's in there right now. Somebody shout, let it out. Let it out. Let it out. It's in me. Let it out. No more acting like I'm just normal. No more acting like I'm just human. No more acting like I'm just the son of my father or my mother. I am a child of the living God. And so... Let me give you your assignment, glory of Zion. Well, I'm a part of y'all now, so our assignment. Your assignment is to release the glory. Yeah. 
Put your, put your hand on your head. Put your hand on your head. Because it's in there. Is Christ in there? Then it's in there. And Jesus showed you the extent of what that glory will do in sons of God. And it's trapped under all of that thinking. And so what's about to come on you in this very moment is what Paul calls the spirit of adoption. What does that mean? That I am no longer a slave. I am not a sinner saved. I'm not a sinner saved by grace. I was a sinner. Now I'm saved by grace. I'm a son of God. And now the Father is releasing us into the earth realm and says, you got one assignment. When you walk into that job tomorrow, by the time you clock out, I want them to say, and we beheld the glory. Look at your neighbor and say, you ain't ready for this. You ain't ready for this, but you might as well get ready. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Put your hand on yourself. You mean to tell me that what Christ was showing me was my doxa? And what we've got to find in this last generation are some people who want their glory I didn't come into this just to have church I want to open my mouth yeah. my God and release the authority of a son of the what I'm asking tonight or today it's that this revelation come on you you are not known from this day forward you're gonna walk around with the revelation that that glory is in me and the father has sent me like he sent Christ into the earth to glorify him when I say sons of God it just simply means God's my daddy my God what would happen if we act like God was our father if we really lived like it if we believed like it if we thought like it that God's my father in all of the glory that comes with the Son. The Father has bestowed it upon you and He sent me in here and He sent our Apostle to the earth because there is a glory in this generation that has to come out. The whole creation is groaning for it. Come on, we're in the middle of things we've never been in. Satan is unleashing stuff he's never done. On the other side, there should be a glory coming that's never been seen. There should be a demonstration that has never hit the earth before. Oh, I declare today that the glory of the Lord has risen upon us and we shall release the glory. Oh, lift your hand. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. <laughs> Sing it over yourself. I'm no. 
let the spirit of adoption come on you've been born of God sing it over yourself until it hits you I'm no longer a slave to fear hallelujah I one more time think like it think like it receive it give it I'm no longer slave to fear <laughs> I am a child of God look at somebody say act like it act like it act like it Woo! yes Act like it, act like it, act like it. Now before you leave here, I want to activate you. Put your hand on somebody. Say, I release the glory. Whether it needs to go in your body, in your mind, whether it needs to go into your life, I release it. I release this anointing. I release this anointing. I release this anointing. I release this anointing. Hallelujah. My God. Whoa. Who the Son sets free. <laughs> Truly free indeed. I'm a child of God. Yes, I am. In my Father's house, there's a place for me. Come on, release that glory on it. I'm a child of God. Yes, I am. The anointing is flowing out of you right now to bring healing and deliverance. It's in you. It's in you, the hope of glory. It's in you. It's in you. It's in you. Circumstances are turning around. The anointing is in you. It's 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 in you. Receive it. Receive it. Hello, Tosha. Somebody's lower back is being healed right now on the right side of your back, but receive it for all of us. All of it. Just start bending over right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Somebody with a lung condition is being healed right now in the name of... See, that anointing is coming out of y'all. The moment y'all started praying and releasing the glory, I start getting words of knowledge. The glory, the glory, the glory, the glory, the glory. It's in you. Let it out. Lay it out. Lay hands on the sick. These signs shall follow them that believe. I release you. I release you as you release the glory. Release the glory. I command torment. I command the very peace of God to those that are watching. We release this glory. That the manifest presence of God in us now this is the last thing I'm going to say and I want apostle to come we owe the Father and Jesus the firstborn from the dead who says I'm not ashamed to call you brethren we owe them to walk in this we've been taught to wait to get to heaven and that previous generation they might have meant well but they set us back because this is not something you wait to get to heaven to get you gonna walk in it all the way and today let it rest on you let it rest on you wow let it rest on you Janet run up here with me let it rest on you goodness Goodness. He came to draw the best out of you. Yes, Lord. The 
best father put in you yes father we thank you we thank you for the portion that each one of us carry oh thank you now before I send us extend your hands here it was interesting while you were speaking Isaac I saw you and Janet and your path was it wasn't crooked it was a tumultuous path filled with God's glory and I saw you in an exploding in the east coast I saw you going from the west coast and going out as the ring of fire the Lord says you're going to have to let go to go you're going to have to let go to go because this is the beginning of windows coming open and you'll have to take those opportunities because it's me that's going to be demonstrated through you and the Lord says no the path I've already determined just stay on it don't overthink it just stay on it it will grow brighter and brighter and then it will change and grow brighter and brighter again so the Lord says get ready this is the beginning of not a walk but an acceleration for you now I feel like today the Lord started something with us. Luke, thank you so much, you and Sarah, for coming from Israel. Thank you for being a part of doing what you do there to restore the world. That's actually what you're doing. And yet I see you bringing forth generations that you've never even seen to be brought forth. Rebecca, you and Cook, thank you that you're willing to go into pl dark places and bring light. But I see myself doing this. It's almost like today is ordered by the Lord apostolically. I send us forth through some veil that has been in the earth realm and I say let the glory burn through you all week bless you bless you bless you hug two or three people put your hand on them tell them let it go this week unwrap it reveal it Stay in touch with us all week. Don't forget first fruits next week.